0: my name is dr tk and on this podcast show we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the ceo of your business and life i am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven figure digital product business and doing what i love now i believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. And on this Abundance Dreams of Income series that we are doing, that we've actually been doing over the last like few episodes. We have another epic guest. Um, she is not a stranger to our podcast. She's been on here before, probably over a year ago at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but this is in a different season where we are integrating some of our past uh, clinicians who have graduated from various programs. We're trying to like figure out where they are now and what they're doing now. Because a lot of people who listen to the podcast or come to the boot camps are like, okay, they came to the event, they joined the program. This is what they're working on. But what are they doing now? Cause I want to have hope, <laughs> you know, of being consistent and showing up in my business. And so I want to introduce Dr. Rochelle back hey, to the guys. podcast. Hey, family. Hey. So <laughs> let them know your licensure type, where you're located. And overall, and we'll break them down though, but what do you have going on in your business right now? Okay. So I am
1: Dr. Rowe. I am a New York State licensed psychologist. I am a certified school psychologist. And in my business, I am currently seeing clients. I am selling books. If anybody has seen me online, you know that I have a teen uh, mental health journal and I have also started a dissertation support group. So those are the things that I am actively in. And
0: mm-hmm. it's been a ride. Yeah. And then you you have a solo private practice for teenagers still? Yes.
1: Yep. Transitional age youth. And I have a nice group of um, college students now. So that's mm-hmm. really nice to see them go from level to level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. So just to give y'all a little bit of back history, um and then we'll speed things up is I met Dr. Rochelle, it had to be like 6 years ago. It was I know it was like the year before I had Avery or something. So it had to be like 2017, 18 or
1: something? 18, like 18. right after he was born. Yeah. Right was born.
0: So I like to talk about journeys because Like at the time of this recording, we're actually in the Streams of Income boot camp. And I'm introducing the clinicians and healers and providers who are tuning in that it is a journey to tap into an area of business itself then to add a mental health business on top of that. It is a journey that some of us underestimate because we assume that when we get the degree, we get the licensure, that boom, we can just do stuff in our business. So just it like, I also like to like bring different types of therapists on here to share journeys. So I know that our journey together was interesting and very different than a lot of people in our program where Dr. Rochelle came to me when I was doing one-on-ones, right? And it was during that season where I was exploring, do I want to do group programs? Right? So she had the opportunity to meet with me one-on-one went out to New York for like a trip. And I ended up meeting with her too there. And that was great. And then about six months later or something like that, I was like, hey, I'm launching a group program. Do you want to be part of it if you still want to open up a private practice once you get licensed? And she was like, heck yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's how she entered into our community aspect. And then that just grew over time into, I'm gonna say you had an implementation like year or two after DTA, you showed up when you needed the support for your private practice. You got licensed during that process. Um, and then we opened up the doors to our mastermind and you joined in um, the first year where you came just to the masterminds and got the online support through the course. And then you decided to join the higher level at that time because we had two tiers to get the one-on-one access. So during that time, you launched your book. It's yep. a good book, y'all. Like I like I got one for my cousin, my mom <laughs> got it. And I'm like, oh, this is like a hardcover cover. Like, yes, yeah. I with it. yeah, like spiral <laughs> real journal, you know? <laughs> So, talk to us first about what's going on in your private practice. Like, how many clients do you see on average a week? What's that look like?
1: Right now, I am at 15 clients and I'm happy there. I will say that, you know, you kind of go through your ups and downs where, oh, I need to see um, 20, I need to see 17. And I realized that 15 is really my um, sweet spot. So, I stay there. I may do 17. But I'm at uh, 15 now, and I enjoy it. I love it. It makes my life a lot. Is all
0: cash pay? Your private practice?
1: I do insurance, so I do both.
0: Okay, do all right. Both. I like to I like to ask that because clinicians want to know like what's possible, mm-hmm. and I yes. always say like insurance is not like the devil. It's just right. you figuring out what panel works for you, for the amount you want to get paid, and the clients you want to serve.
1: Absolutely, there have been times where. Um, Companies have um, reached out and I see that they're paying like $75. I'm like, bruh, like mm-hmm. I can't. New York, so <laughs> like absolutely not. <laughs> like, I would need to see like 30 people to live. So mm-hmm. yeah, so really being intentional about who I'm going to see and what I can do. And if I can't see you, then get the journal.
0: Yeah. And I'll good. refer you to
1: somebody else. Yeah.
0: So actually, let's talk about that. What made you write the journal in the first place?
1: I had conversations with um, teenagers that I worked with, and they all kind of seemed to have the same issues. Mm-hmm. So um, during um, COVID, I was looking at everything that was on television, and I added some more things in, and I started writing, and my brain actually like just started to think more. I was in my first year of business, mm-hmm. and. People would see me online and people would be in um Florida, Texas. Like, I want to see you. And I'm like, I can't. So I can't be everywhere, but my journal can be where I'm not. That's so good. that I was that. the motivation that if I can't see you, you can have this. It's, you know, a piece of me. And it's been great. It's it has uh traveled to many, many um states and. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that people are really um, taking advantage of what is out here.
0: Yeah. So I know that we've had like conversations in our mastermind last year and the year before, actually about bulk sales. So can you talk a little bit about what, not the process, because we don't want to give away all your gems, (laughs) what you do, but like just sharing with therapists who are authors that listen to this, Mm -hmm. what's possible in terms of getting your book beyond a one-on-one person that you meet to like a bulk of people at the same time.
1: I think the main thing is knowing who to um, talk to, knowing who the power players are, mm-hmm. and knowing that you almost have to look for anybody that does kind of like what you do and who works with who this book needs to go to. Mm-hmm. So working with um, schools, but not just schools. I'm thinking about churches parent groups, after uh, school groups, summer um, groups. So just knowing where those are and who you need to um, talk to and just getting cre- um, creative in terms of how you market it. Yeah. So I did a video and that was something I was like, really? Like, I got to do a video. But the feedback was, oh my gosh, like, this is so um, great. This is so amazing. So Mm -hmm. now when I don't want to like talk, I can just um, send the video over and it's um, two minutes long. People get it. They're like, this is great. So that's one piece, but also being aware that people want to be able to see it and know what they're going to get. Yes. So There have been times where if if anybody knows me, like I hustle a little bit. So I'm
0: like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) my coins to people. And I had a very hard time at first, like giving out samples because I was like, people are going to want to make copies and then I'm not going to get paid and stuff. But there have been times where I've given a copy to, um, founder of an organization, director of an organization. And then they've come back like, this is amazing. The teens, they love it. So now we want to order um 50 books. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. me and my little um, $30, like I gave away that, but then I made back like mm-hmm. 1,500. So yeah. I think just being aware that you may have to do that and it's not a bad thing. Like, you definitely have to look at what you're going to get back on the um, back end. So, you mm-hmm. give, but you get back more.
0: Yeah. Well, I like what you spoke about in terms of really what we're talking about is mindset. Because mm-hmm. I think that what you said in terms of the fear of somebody making copies and things like that, that is a real fear that prevents people from putting out books, workshop, workbooks, digital products mm-hmm. that are downloadable, putting stuff in an online course. But one of the things that even we've talked about, and I actually said it yesterday in the boot camp, like I'm probably going to put it on Instagram today, like clones don't get paid. right? Right. And so (laughs) somebody can technically take anything that you have. But at some point you do want to shift your mindset to say, but the deliverability of even. Them trying to mock like what I wrote, like it is not going to be the same. Their video, their energy is not going to be the same. They're going to walk into a school and do a pitch about the book and it's not going to be the same. Right. And so I love how you were able to honestly get out of your own way mm-hmm. to recognize that the biggest thing is I, the, what is the outcome? You said you want to hustle, right? So the biggest outcome is to sell more books. And if you can get your sample in the right hands of the right person, they actually have more reach than you do. They can reach people mm-hmm. that you've never met you know? Yeah. So I want people to hear that because we can get stuck in that mindset. And then what happens is you never put out your product because right. you're so scared that somebody's going to steal it. I mean, you know, who, who, we don't even know when motivational speakers speak, who was the real person that said that? Because at some point you listen to 5,000 people and everybody's saying the same thing, but nobody gives nobody credit. Like who really said this? You know, did it come from Jesus? You know, we're like 1800 because I don't know. <laughs> Where? Right. Where? So I do want to back up because there's something that you mentioned that ties into the journey right mm-hmm. so I always make this joke but I, I don't I think mm-hmm. it's real which is like people walk around with books in their phone they mm-hmm. walk around with books on canva and their Google Docs meaning you have all these ideas you've worked with teenagers in schools and I'm sure throughout your you know internship years too so mm-hmm. bottom line is I want to highlight to people that like even your journey didn't start when you just wanted to write the book you had probably been creating journal prompts for people yeah. you know out yeah. loud. Yeah. You also were doing services in your church, correct? Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. in terms of workshops. That's how we started meeting. You were doing workshops in your church.
1: Yeah. Right. And then what happens? Church has a little um bookstore there. My book is in a bookstore. Yeah. Uh, so you never know like who needs what you have. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, this is
0: four years later. You know, right. like if we're talking about the journey of I think yeah. I want to provide services in my church. Can mm-hmm. you help? Cause I think you came for like getting speaking. Yeah. You know, I want to speak to my church about workshops.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that went
0: into private practice then into integrating it all into.
1: <laughs> now I'm back there. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So it, it really is a whole uh, circle of just where I uh, began and where I am now. Yes. And just know that, yes, you're, product can be great and it may take time for it to get where it has to go yeah. like we were talking about focusing on groups last year and now it's like all of these um group waters are coming in because right. dealing with budgets and you know my budget is gonna um close at the end of the year i need to get these books in now mm-hmm. and you know I ordered books before and they were great. Now I need more. So, you know, keeping those lines of communication open with any group that has ordered before, like you can circle back around, like, Hey, don't you Mm -hmm. have graduating? This would be a perfect, perfect gift. Last Mm -hmm. year it worked well, you know, but you gotta be
0: the one to follow up. And that again is a trait of a business owner knowing that in order to continue to increase revenue, you have to speak up. Never assume that it's going to drop on your doorstep.
1: Never, never.
0: So let's transition because I know that you have something epic going on right now. So, and this was also a work in play in which just for anyone who's listening to launch a product or service, even if you are all in love with it, it is still a process and it is something that you have to test out over and over again. So can you tell us what's going on currently? with taking another leap of faith.
1: Yes, I have a, a dissertation um, support group. It's titled Pivot to Completion, where we are offering practical and emotional support to people who are going through that process. And um, when you're writing a dissertation, it can be a lonely place. A lot of people do not finish because life happens, you know, like if you have kids, if you're working, trying to like balance it all, your family doesn't really understand it. And dealing with your committee can be something that's very challenging because you don't really know what you can say, what you shouldn't say, you know what you should do. So we are in the beginning um, stages, but I really think that even being in, ECM was helpful in just knowing that, again, it's going to take time for you to nurture your audience and trying some new things, going to some different places.
0: This is a different avatar. I do want to just pause there because... Completely. One thing I do want to give you kudos for before you continue is like, you could have, I'm going to say easily, just rolled out of bed and said, I'm going to do it tomorrow. (laughs) But you took... You made the choice to do what we do practice in our programs. This is all of our programs, actually, where if you're going to focus on private practice, focus on private practice and finish it. Finish the systems, build Mm -hmm. it out, test it out, make sure you know how to get clients. Then you move on to the next stream of income. And if I create a timeline for people, November 2021, we were at the Vidara in Vegas Mm -hmm. and I got a picture of it. Actually, we got video of like you standing in front of the room with the index card and shooting your shot with the group for your hot seat and saying, I need to do bulk sales. Help me. And luckily, we did have people in that room who worked yep. in school districts like Dr. Kamani mm-hmm. and Latanya and them. And mm-hmm. they were just like, everybody else was pouring into you. But then I was like, "Nah, I hear from the people who actually just left a school system who've been gay right. at least a decade. <laughs> like they like there, you know, <laughs> and so you allowed yourself to stay there. Yeah. Even though you had the idea of a dissertation group, at least out loud with us or with me yeah. at the beginning of last year, yeah. but you still made the choice to say, hmm, let me and yeah. the dip in private practice were happening because everybody was going back to normal life after 2020. Yeah. So yep. you were like, let me make sure my private practice is stabilized. You were teaching. So yeah. you were making sure that everything was good because as we talk about a stream of income, like a ship or a yacht, you know, it's like, you want to make sure that your main boat yeah. Can stay afloat and you know how to plug in the hose before you dock it and get off another one and then act mm-hmm. like it can go out and sell again. Yeah, and I just want to kudos that to you because a lot of people don't have the capacity to stop themselves.
1: It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, y'all. It's hard it...
0: <laughs> no, because <laughs> you have a lot of ideas, which makes you a visionary of your business, yeah. But
1: <laughs> yeah, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to be serious about I knew that it's something that I do want to last long mm-hmm. and um you said something very interesting when we were like talking about it and you know you were just saying how this is a whole nother group of like people who you need to introduce yourself to and like that's gonna take time mm-hmm. like knowing that yeah like I'm already seeing what I'm gonna do at year five but people don't even know who I am or what I do And you're one. (laughs) I'm like, so between that, talking with peers who have gone through this whole process and, you know, even them saying, listen, I know that you're on um, Instagram and like, that's your thing. But for real, Twitter is where Mm -hmm. all of the coaches are. Like, you need to get on there. And I haven't been on Twitter in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I had to join Twitter like I joined like a couple of weeks maybe like a month ago Mm -hmm. and it's easier because I can just talk and it's like Mm -hmm. okay I did you know a couple of um, tweets today and you just are expanding like who I'm around Mm -hmm. so I think that that part has really been great because on Instagram there are times when you kind of feel like dang I feel like I've reached everybody here or, you know, I just the don't algorithm is not fun. No. And they changed it again. So mm-hmm. on Twitter, it's like a whole new world mm-hmm. and my reach is further there. So mm-hmm. really focusing on, okay, so this is what we're going to do, but this is how we're going to expand.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a moment. Cause you've mentioned the importance of peers. I know mm-hmm. that talk, you got, you got circles, but I know that Like within our community, you definitely got a deep circle. (laughs) And so can you talk about the importance of having a circle of people that are cheerleaders and helping you go to the next level and they're ready to ride with you and not like hate on you? (laughs) I don't know how to say it. They are
1: so amazing. We, I talked to a couple of people a week and believe it or not, they actually helped me get my um, private practice almost like solid before I moved into this. Mm-hmm. So they share what they have and nobody is trying to hold stuff. So like, you yeah. know, this is all mine and, you know, you can't borrow it. They're like, what do you need? Call me. Shoot me a text. We'll have our little um, short calls. 20 minutes mm-hmm. like okay you good all right cool next week we're gonna meet for an hour and just talk you mm-hmm. know so between that and then also just like managing life along with um a business speaking with them has just really been great mm-hmm. so yeah it is just such a group where everybody just kind of knows where we're all at
0: oh well, one of the things that I love is you talked about the I'm gonna call it bartering um, at least mm-hmm. that's what we talked about, how we talked about it in the ECM is like, and it actually came up in that mastermind, November, 2021. I, I get the dates mixed up, but it was 2021, yeah. 2020 and 2021 is like a blur. And so <laughs> I recall we had just introduced that activity where y'all had to get up and I'm like, it's 12 of y'all. Um, Cause we had half the cohort there and mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all sitting on a pot of gold. That was the name of the activity, You're sitting on a pot of gold. And it was very fascinating, honestly, to see y'all face. That was actually the crying mastermind, but <laughs> because it was emo- it was emotional for y'all to i think recognize the growth within the room amongst each other let alone yourself but wow. what i loved about that activity that you're speaking to that again a lot of people not just therapists unconsciously do is you block yourself from getting help Because you don't even want to share your gift with somebody else. And your gift can be outside the therapy realm. Like you're a college professor, for example, you know how to put together a syllabus. So Mm -hmm. if let's just say you don't want a coaching program. Let's put the dissertation stuff aside. You're like, I just want to sell my books, (laughs) right? But you know how to put a syllabus together. That Mm -hmm. actually crosses over to the coaching realm, especially for an online course, right? Right. So if you know how to put things together structurally and put it together in bite-sized pieces, that can even help somebody who's building a group practice to say, I don't know why it's not hitting. And you can say, let me see your online portal, online course. And you could be like, right. you didn't even got no introduction. You didn't even tell them what to expect. You just said start lesson one. You didn't give them no introduction. You didn't tell them it's going to be a five-part module. Like, right. that's a syllabus. That's what we do in college. That's what we're used to. So why you didn't do it? So right. we're sitting on a pot of gold. And I love that you all have actually implemented the act of collaboration, mm-hmm. not just say it's important. I, I see <laughs> that because we just <laughs> interviewed her the other day wow. that you are sitting on somebody's panel at a conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all taking it above and beyond your products and services.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do teach though, and I have somebody coming in uh, to do a um, class. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to teach, but I can see my ECM sister teach. Mm -hmm. And also it's something that she wants to do. You can um, practice on my um, students. Like I know that you're good. So, you Mm -hmm. know, yes, but it's an opportunity.
0: Mm -hmm. Open up the doors for opportunity, but also for other people just to learn from other people, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So we are going to link your information up. I do want to wrap up the collaboration piece. If somebody was listening to this episode and they're looking at like, okay, I want to write a book. I want to have a some type of online program or something like that. I'm gonna ask you two last questions. What's one thing that you can share with people about the importance of getting help in your business to learn what you don't know? Like, what did that do for you to join the mastermind? I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I mean, for one, I can honestly say that it taught me that it's possible and that other people are um, do doing it, so you can too mm-hmm. because you see folks like where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So um, that is just like the main key. The other thing that I would say to anybody who is trying to um, expand is to give yourself time and be ready for things to shift. Like you have to be ready for the whole change of, you know, scale, like Mm -hmm. your one-on-one practice is probably keeping you afloat, but know that you may have to cut down a bit so that you, you can spend time working on that new thing. So, you just have to be ready for that change. And yeah. it's just going to take time. But trust me, if you're at it, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it it will definitely come. Like rewards, the benefits are going to come, but you got to work for it, for it and be focused.
0: Yeah. And I love that you mentioned two intangibles because people are always looking for money wins. And I'm like, you're not going to get the money wins if you don't have the intangible wins, which is internal. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I want to ask you is, if you can meet the first year of you in business, mm-hmm. um, like not private practice, but I'm talking about like we in business before we know we in business. <laughs> so if you, can, <laughs> if you can talk to your first year of yourself with opening up a business, like what mm-hmm. what's one big thing that you would share with her to help her keep going?
1: I would definitely share to keep going. You're going to fail. There are going to be things that are not going to go right the first time. but I would definitely tell her to invest the money, like in getting the help that you need, make the sacrifice because it's going to pay off and to be cheerful as you give, because you don't want to be like, I'm paying all this money and I'm here. Like you want to actually be happy with like what you're doing and knowing that this is so much like it's, bigger than just you it's bigger than you like making a whole lot of money but you are actually going to reach people that you may never ever meet
0: that's good
1: but they will feel um connected to you so it's gonna matter to the world
0: mm-hmm. it yeah. really is. i love it so listen, I hope that everybody who tuned into this audio and video podcast that they've enjoyed it. We will definitely link up her Instagram page um, because I know that they they all keep their link and bio like <laughs> updated with all the things. Where can people find you on Instagram and or on Twitter?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Pivotal Point Psych and on Twitter, it's Finish with Dr. Rowe. Okay,
0: and that's for the like dissertation stuff too. Yes. Okay. All right. So we'll definitely link those up. We'll probably have her back because I like to get updates every six months to a year um, with new students and alumni just to show people also just the continuity of the importance of consistency with how you show up in your business. And so I really hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, Stay tuned for more abundant Streams of Income series and interviews, and I will see everybody in the next episode